the Pocha playlist. Andy, I know you went on a staycation. How was it? It was good. I uh, drove up to Mendocino, which is about like a three and a half hour drive north of uh, San Francisco area. Um, usually a lot of people go up there and uh, the, the demographic of people that go there is basically like SF tech workers, I would mm. say. So everyone's wearing like Patagonia. Everyone like kind of looks like they all work in tech. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny. But we stayed at a really cool like mini um, camp resort. So it's not actually camping. Um, it is camping where the sense that they give you fire pits and there's like a nice little tent. Um, but they have really nice showers and you don't feel like you're off in the woods and it cuts and everything, which it's is really glamping. Nice. Yeah, it's called glamping. Glamour um, camping. Mm-hmm. Glamorous camping. Yeah, which is kind of <laughs> cool. And like they have like yoga classes in the morning and like what? stuff like that. So it, it feels like a mini resort, I guess. But you kind of have to like cook your own food. Uh, and everything but it was kind of cold where it was like 50 to 60 degree weather and it was uh, it was cloudy the whole time because it's right next to uh it's on the one uh the highway and Mm, so it was ocean yeah so it was like a little bit foggy and so i would really wanted to see the stars but um couldn't see any stars the entire weekend because it was so foggy which is unfortunate but i uh i borrowed a pot from you guys um, the copper pot yeah, for the, your ramen. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was the only pot I used to cook the entire week. Wow. Uh, the hi- entire weekend, and like it's a very small pot, right? So, I yeah. told you to take the big one, and yeah, you were like, "No, I don't need it." Nah, small. <laughs> it worked just fine. Um, <laughs> what's the drive? Because three and a half hours up a windy road. Oh no! It, was, it went one by quick. It was uh, the first like hour or two was just basically straight, and then the last like hour was more windy, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, you said all the tech people go up there, but all the local are there a lot of local people in the area, and do they yeah, kind of not like that all the tech people come? No, up No, I'm weekend? pretty sure like people. It's like it feels like a destination spot a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like all the towns there are like it's like a North California like middle of nowhere type of town. You know, like uh, it's it's, it, it's not like a suburban town. It's like just a town randomly in the forest. So. Now, that sounds fun. you are an Eagle Scout, so you might be used to it. But was it scary at all? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't scary. Dark. Like the place we stayed at was like it was like a resort. Like they ha- it was like relatively well lit. You can tell that bears don't freak in that area for sure. So it was. Wait, how, hold on. How can you tell that bears don't freak oh, it's in that area? It's, uh, it's like um, uh, it's pretty like populated. There's lights and like. Yeah. Yeah. There's it, they oh. didn't provide they didn't provide bear. uh um, like what is it bear, bear containers because you're supposed uh, to store uh, food uh. in like a very secure thing they did I have see. one but like if it was a bear then they would definitely like open it it was more for like raccoons and like small mm. uh, small animals and stuff i don't know man i've seen some nature documentaries and sometimes these animals are like very populated areas remember that one bear that was like breaking into people's houses in mm. tahoe and then he got like wrongly framed and it was a whole Bay Area um, calamity. But. I don't think anyone <laughs> kept in touch with that news. I was very involved you. in that news. <laughs> All right. So that sounds like a fun trip. I'm going to mm-hmm. assume you didn't really get to watch anything. Yeah. I mean, out, out camping, don't really uh, watch anything. I mean, they didn't provide any TV. So, you know, what can you do? That's oh, nice, though. It's like good to <laughs> unplug for a while, you know? Not yeah. when you got homework. We also started a new drama. I know. So that's there's true, a lot of homework true. to do. Sure, yeah. So the past like two days, I watched a lot of K dramas. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Jenny and I, we watched a Korean movie on Vicky. We rented it, and it's called Paid in Blood. It's a typical gangster movie, but it was really good. The main actor is the original main actor for the movie Chingu Friend. It's like an OG classic mm. movie. And the other uh, gangster in that movie is Chang Hyuk. He's a famous actor. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's it was just a gangster movie so with a gangster. lot of stabbing. I feel like I was like at the end of it, I was like, Brandon, I wish there was like more backstory. And he was like, Jenny, this is a Korean gangster movie. You don't need backstory. You just get right into the world and that's it, you know? Yeah, but it, it was it was a fun movie. Um, I don't know if I would. I don't know if you need to rent it. Maybe wait for it to mm. become free somewhere. Mm. You think that's fair? I think so. I would. I don't know. I feel like if I wasn't with you, I probably would not have watched it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of blood, very gory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's all we watched. So before we get started, we have big news. Woo! So last week we mentioned that we will be releasing our first Patreon episode this week. That episode did go live. Yes. Jenny and I recorded a review of the first eight episodes of Extraordinary Attorney Woo. So that is on Patreon. If you want to yeah. go give it a listen, go ahead. I know. I'm like really excited because I feel like we talked a lot about our opinions and I feel like we did have a lot of things to say. It turned out to be a lot longer than we thought as well. So I think it's a really good episode. So I hope you guys subscribe to our Patreon and, you know, thank you for our Patreon people who have been, you know, helping us out. Um, you know, I hope you guys really enjoy this. Yeah. So it might be a little boring because it was just Jenny and I. We try to make it fun. But <laughs> for the finale, for the final eight episodes, we will have Andy join for that one. So it should be a lot. A lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, other than that, should we just get straight into Alchemy of Souls, episodes 13 and 14? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. Cheers! So uh, we're going to be reviewing 13, 14. Last week, we basically left off with Mudok and Jungkook just trapped into in the... Um, Chumbuguan constellation room so we were all stressing a little bit because you know we're like how are they gonna get out of there but Jungkook calls his trusty crown prince and basically breaks out with his help well not breaks out but they um essentially convince the crown prince that there's some foul play there's like a whole meeting with uncle coming in and the crown prince and the queen and everything but essentially they get out of there um from there, basically, Jungkook is then banished again to his house by uncle, and he just starts training with Master Lee to get this golden fish. So he's basically practicing chisu. I think I'm I'm like losing track of all these sus, but I think it's chisu. Chisu. So he's like basically trying to get this golden fish out of this water, and by doing so, he has to master chisu, which somehow he magically does. And Andy, I wanted to gut check with you because I know you're a big component of like, you got to work hard for your gifts, you know? Do you feel like this drama at this point has convinced you that Jungkook deserves to be reaching Chisu so quickly? Yeah, I mean, the way they phrased it was like, they, they basically showed like how fast it takes to get to Chisu with like the grandmasters and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I took, you know, 16 years and that was fast. Oh, I took 10 years and I was the second fastest to do it. And he <laughs> yeah. just basically accomplishes in what, like one week? Yeah. So, uh, interesting. But I mean, the way they framed it from uh, Master Lee, mm-hmm. uh, he talked about like how some people, you know, we, um, we have to work hard it but some people are born with this power and yeah. so we can see that Zhang, uh, Jungkook was actually born with this power so that kind of makes sense um, but I mean a week is still like relatively pretty quick uh, <laughs> and I guess that's also explains how why the the Jin the Jin girl um, uh, Mudok um, yeah. how she got her powers because she was probably born with this type of power so um, I mean I guess it's just more about burn, being born with something as opposed to being like learning it and being taught 
Yeah, for sure. I think like you mentioned, they do hint that like Buyan and Jungkook, I think those are the two examples that they're just like naturally gifted. So it's like they don't even need to work hard for this stuff, which does get um, put into play because Uk basically comes back to Sungrim for his duel and he's like basically been able to take everyone else's like skills and powers and make it his own, which was pretty cool to see in that duel. Um, but about that duel, so... Brandon was a little pissed off at Crown Prince for a hot minute when that stuff was going down because he was like, Crown Prince is out here switching up the rules, making Mudok bet herself on the line yeah. instead of the stone. And then what else did he do? He like swapped um, contenders, right? And he swapped Yule into the mix. And we were like, what are yeah, you that doing? Was, that was, that, you know, you can't, you can't just swap rules mid-contest. That, that just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, there's got, there's like, you know, didn't you guys sign a contract or something? Right. Like, how does that go through? And then Mudok, I mean, it's also partially on Mudok's fault because she was like, um, yeah, sure, I'm, I don't have feelings for this guy. Okay, yeah, I'll bet myself. I was like, it's because she's like very like, um, she doesn't want to showcase her feelings, basically. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. fine, I'll do that. Wait, so are you guys more upset that the prize changed? So it wasn't a gold toad, it was going to be uh, Budok changes masters. Or are you guys more upset that the opponent mm. changed? I don't. Uh, I think it's more about the, the prize. The, the opponent, prize. it doesn't really matter because like, anyone's up for Anyone can do it, you know? Right, because like, it wasn't a preset like tournament. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. We assumed like, it would have been that guy, but it didn't have to yeah be. that's why like spring or like no the k-pop guy that's why he like he just randomly Von just wanted yeah. to do it too i was like wait you know so anyone can essentially join and do it yeah that's fair i think i was more upset though that they switched out the contenders because like i feel like if yule hadn't stepped in and like taken on this whole thing we would have like Luke would have destroyed that other guy like for sure right like he mm -hmm. mastered Chisu he got like all of the skills of his other components or, or his other competitors or whatever whatever and like I feel like it would have been I don't know it would have been game over but I think mm -hmm. you'll step in and definitely change the game a little bit also just for um, reference for Chisu so Chisu is more like the generation of like creating harnessing water like creating yeah, water yeah. in the atmosphere and then was the other one Ru rusu or something like that rusu, rusu? Yeah, something like that, that is a, the power of like flicking water or like you know like attacking with water so those two combining together basically makes a very strong combo and i'm sure oh, they're going to tansu tansu yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm sure there's going to be a third level like the next one after chisu that he's going to yeah. have to somehow learn well the what you mentioned just now, that is also another skill that he should learn, Ryusu. I don't think he's learned that one yet. Which he's one is... skipping around a lot, yeah. you know? But so I don't even it's know. It's fine, because there's a learning curve, and he has to cut, like, 10 years of training into, yeah. like, a few weeks. But again, like, what I like about the show, and kind of going to the question you asked Andy, it's like, yes, he learned how to summon water out of the air now. Mm -hmm. Mudok doesn't need to cut herself, or there doesn't need to be existing water. And yes, he can now blast it, like... Uh, a water bomb using Tansu, but <laughs> yeah. in the greater context of like that fight, Ewart was able to just see it coming, deflect it, and yeah. then the fight was over right after that. Yeah, pretty and much. So it doesn't mean that Changuk is now this badass like fighter. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. It is impressive, of course. Yeah, but I I'm okay with the way they're like slowly still making him get better and better. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I will say, like, just during that duel at first, because episode 13 it basically ends with just Yule stepping out, and you have, like, zero context for what's going on, and you're like, oh my god, Yule, what are you doing? You know, there's a lot of, like, frustration. But obviously in 14, you know, the duel happens. And at the very end, I thought it was really cool that, like, Yule was so supportive. He was like, oh my gosh, you mastered Jisoo. Like, I'm so proud of you and everything. They're, they're still boys, and I think yeah. that's why after it, we weren't, like, thinking Yule was a bad guy at all. Yeah, because. yeah. Not really much changed. I mean, yes, everyone else thinks that Budok now serves Yur, but the way Yur went about it, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You're obviously not like my maid." Um, yeah, and he 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 approached the topic very well. I feel like mm-hmm. he said, "When the time comes, there's someone that I want to take back with me. Can you help me?" What was it like? Can you help me ask her? Or something yeah, like yeah. That, he right? didn't even say you have to come with me. Yeah, like, it was like I a want choice. You to come. Yeah, and he so didn't I even imply it was her. Right. Yeah. And so it might be like a little Mudok Naksu situation going on because he obviously knows. But it, it looks like he, everything that Yura does to me is for their best interest, mm-hmm. Mudok Naksu's best interest, mm-hmm. which is why I can't hate on him. And he also cares yeah. about Changuk be, just because we now know that with the Ice Stone, you can save someone from growing wild. So obviously he's going to assume that Uka's going to try and do that for Naksu Budok. But, right. but he knows that like you know you shouldn't harness the power of the ice right. stone so he's trying you're, to prevent you're going that, down right. sorcery path and so he's trying yeah. to save his friend he's trying to save who I think is his first love Naksu and mm-hmm. so you're still a good guy in my book yeah yeah I, I see. I mean, you're 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 the reasonable one here, like talking reasonably. <laughs> I, obviously, when everyone's watching it, everyone's like, "Oh, fuck you, old dude! This guy's a piece of shit." <laughs> when right. he stepped out, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he just, like, he just turned this guy. You just want to. He just want to punch that guy in the face. You know, it's like. Yeah. But afterwards, I and was then you're like, "Oh, he's a yeah." Good you know, guy. you know, he's a deep down, he's a good guy. I mean, I still think he's low, like. He's got his own agenda. He's like, oh, you know, I want to go when I go to this fortress. Oh, this is also another topic, too, about the fortress and everything. Mm-hmm, his dad mm-hmm. calling him back. But um, um, him, he obviously the person that he wants to bring is Mudok. And he, he says a little spiel to her. Like, hey, when I go to this fortress, I want to take someone with me. And I want you to convince that person. Obviously, it's her, right? Yeah. 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 So and another thing we should um, clarify, it looks like Yur and Crown Prince are cousins. Yes. And so mm-hmm. then I was like, wait, but Changuk and Crown Prince are like sort of cousins too. Is Yur and Changuk cousins? No, but I don't no, think no, that's no, correct. Because no. right? uh, Yul's family is the soul family. And technically the queen, the body of the queen, I don't know about the soul, the body yeah. of the queen is a soul. Yeah. So that's how they're related. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, weird. and then so also for Yul too, I feel like he does have a very like passive aggressive approach to things. He like is kind he of just, passive aggressive. He's very, yeah. very passive aggressive. So I was like, hmm, yeah. don't, don't really like that personality trait of him. But yeah. yeah. Final down. thing um, that we should probably talk about with Chisu, and we kind of brushed over this, but uh, that little cauldron breaks because the thunder comes down. Oh, yeah. I think that, Inside of the constellation room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that causes a bunch of issues, and we see flashbacks to where like the original Jinbuyeon was with the Ice Stone, and like thunder came down and all that. But Crown Prince later is like, only someone with Chisu can summon or open mm-hmm. that top. Yeah. And I guess Changuk just now learned Chisu. So I guess that's kind of like their alibi for it. Just because oh. they mm-hmm. were questioning, like, how the hell did this happen? Oh, Changuk doesn't know point. Chisu, and then yeah. there's the maid. And so it makes it look really suspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But now that Changuk learned it, I guess that is his alibi. Yeah. But yeah. But clearly, guys... it was Mudok that one that summoned Chisu. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on there? Like, what happened for a second? So she put her hand into the basin, and a bunch of like stars came out. 
Mm-hmm. Very and romantic. <laughs> this is what Andy wanted in um, Mendocino with all the stars, but <laughs> I didn't wanted happen those stars, for him. man. Yeah. And then I guess somehow the top opened, the lightning came down and broke the basin. I don't know what mm-hmm. that means. I feel I think, like... Yeah, go ahead. I think it's just um, at that moment... Uh, the powers of Mudok, uh, Mudok, not Noxu, Mudok, yep. the body of Mudok, kind of yeah. awakened, and just because that that vessel is just that strong and that powerful right. that mm. um, it just summoned all this, this, this like stuff. Yeah, magic. that's true. I think a couple episodes ago too, Andy, you mentioned like sometimes Mudok takes over the body, like you know Mudok slash Buyan really takes mm-hmm. over the body, and then like in this scene as well, I think that probably happened because she did go blind for a little bit right after. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was probably and the a last good time indicator. was with the, with the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. And so that is the issue. But I remember mm-hmm. Jinmu was talking about the flashback scene where he was actually on that little boat with Jin Buyan originally, and I guess when she the, was a kid when she summoned the thunder. I did I read that correctly? Like it was supposed to, she she did it to break the ice down. I or think something so. Like, like mm-hmm. she was trying to destroy it. <clears throat> yeah, and she's then, like, "This is too much power," or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jinmu basically just like pushes her into yeah, the no, water. Just thinking about that, I was like, "Actually, that's kind of funny." He's like, yeah. <laughs> she's about to cast. He's like, "No," he just shoves her off the boat. And he's like, right? mine now. It's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> now we know helpful. Jinmu is technically responsible for whatever happens to to Jinbuyan. Yeah. But I think this show pretty much confirmed it because they're doing all of mm-hmm. the cosmetic adjustments to. A no chingu girl and they said there's a scar on the wrist or the mm-hmm. forearm yeah. and a mole on the ear and Budok literally has, has those both, yeah. so if that's not a confirmation I, I don't know what is right? I don't know mm-hmm. man I read like an interview with the writers I think they're called the Hong sisters and they were like nothing is as it seems like oh, don't sure. get too comfortable so I'm like what does this all mean you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so man I don't know um, but yeah, I guess as we were talking about the lore, we are finding out a lot more. So we did get more info on Buyan, like Brandon mentioned. Other things that we started to learn about was more about Naksu's past as well. So one of the connections that I don't think I ever made was, I guess, Zhang Gang, who is Zhang Uk's father, and Naksu's dad, Cho Chang, who was a constellation mage, were like best friends or something like that. Like they're really, really, really close. And after Cho Chang died, I guess Zhang Gang was on a mission to find his daughter which is Naksu, which is kind of wild. And Master Lee was explaining this to maid servant, and he was like, oh yeah, but she's dead, so he couldn't even do it. That was interesting. And I don't know if that's going to cause any issues with Uk and, you know, Naksu Mudok moving into the Mm -hmm. future. Because, like, or maybe it's helpful because Zhang Gang can root for um, Naksu and be like, no, 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 she's she's good or something. I don't know, what do you guys think? I guess why would it cause issues between Chang Uk and Naksu? Like, why is he looking for the daughter, though? Because this is his best friend's daughter. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, and then also, he was also par- probably partially in fault of why Cho Chang, her dad, like died. <gasps> oh, that's a good point. That's true. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. know that Zhang Gan was messing around with the soul shifting stuff. And we know mm-hmm. Chang- Cho Chang was a soul shifter, which is why he had to get taken out. Yeah. So that could be an issue potentially where Nax yeah. is like, yo, your dad killed I do have dad. some like theories on Zhang Gan, but I'll probably uh-huh. save that a little bit more to the end okay sounds good we'll move into the predictions later mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought it was really sweet that maid servant did the memorial service i thought that was a good moment like hopefully her and naksu can also get closer because they're kind of a relationship that hasn't been really talked about i think but i feel like there is something kind of there you know because naksu does recognize her as something someone who's really kind and i think maid servant doesn't really think too much about Mudok, Naksu, but like, you know, she's kind of there. So it will be interesting to see if that blooms into something more. 
Um, Alright, so I feel like we talked a lot about the lore, but so we should get into kind of the bad guys. So they are doing a lot more recently. So we have uh, No Chingu Girl Pickpocket. She's like totally just being, I guess, trained by Jinmu at this point but one of the things that we talked about earlier was like how is she gonna pass the are you a Jin family test but in this episode we see that the Jin dad who also is pretty obviously like under Jinmu's control like got like some of Spring's blood which is mm-hmm. like really really weird it looks like a worm as opposed to a blood I think right? he just came so. out he, weird yeah I mean we saw Changuk already be able to turn Wudok's blood into a weapon and like change the form of it. So I think he just extracted some blood and he's gonna drip that into the wall, the door to open it. Just to pass yeah, that's what I think too. I think it's like maybe he's extracting the blood because um, to showcase his gin and maybe give it to like um, No Chingo Girl or something. Then so somehow it maybe will give her power or give her the ability to open the door to to get pa- to bypass the test. Or yeah, something. I see what you're saying, Andy. Like right. either he's gonna like put it on the wall to open it or he's gonna like put that into no Chin yeah. girl to have so she like has, has gin blood in her or something yeah yeah mm, i can see that mm-hmm. well I, I mean she's gonna infiltrate the family um like it's I guess very the, soon very right, soon right the yeah. big question then is is she going to do what jinmu wants which is bring mm-hmm. the queen to that cauldron room to that yeah. underground layer room yeah, talking about know. the the jin family too Dude, the mom is just going straight up like crazy uh, now. Like dude, she just wants her just, daughter, man. She can't blame she's her. She's just descending into like that's a downward spiral for her. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. Which is why I kind of feel like she's going to go bad. I don't think yeah. she's gonna stay righteous because she's like she's kind of lost it. Like because mm-hmm. I think like Spring also said like there's been so many girls that are coming in. I feel like this is all part of Jimu's plan too, where yeah. it's like we're gonna keep exposing you to potential daughters just to disappoint you and like eventually get her just so angst up that where she's just gonna like the moment um you know pickpocket no chingu girl comes in she's gonna be like yes she's the one so mm-hmm. yeah man ah that sucks losing a daughter must be terrible. <laughs> I still will say though I still don't really know in Jinmu's head how this whole thing is going to play out so let's say no Chingu girl infiltrates she brings the queen I'm assuming they're going to do a, a, a swap for the queen as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. I mean but then you already have queen of Jinmu the Jin family you have the queen crown prince's mom also soul, yeah. soul shifter so I mean, no one's who they say they are at this point. Yeah, that's true. Plus, like, there's a lot of connections that we're learning about now, too, which is, like, you know, this random blind girl that Jinmu found who's pickpocket is not actually that random. Like, she's already been exposed to Yule, so he kind of knows her face. Plus, like, she has history with Mudak, who is obviously a very important person in this whole storyline. So, plus, we had that one old guy who, like, kind of knew of their connection. I, I guess, was he, like, a merchant or, like, something? I think he was just... Yeah. Yeah. Some I'll merchant. call him a merchant. But he was from the same hometown as No Chingu Girl and Mudok. And he kind of like was covering for Mudok in front of mm-hmm. Uncle for the past or her past and stuff. But like he's also warning Mudok, like, hey, you know, pickpockets or No Chingu Girl's out there and she's trying to find you. So you got to like be aware. So there's a lot of history there. And I feel like, you know, Jinmu probably just doesn't know about it and it's going to come back and bite him at the end. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, already by the end of the episode, someone already killed him and then sort of... Killed the I don't know if they yeah. intentionally framed Mudok, because how would they have known that Mudok would go into that room? Yeah. But then also, like, why was Uncle there right at that exact moment? 
don't know. I don't know. Also, Buyeon, we hear a little bit more of her backstory where, like, she was living with her grand, quote-unquote grandmother. Grandma, so it's probably yeah. someone that, like, adopted her uh, when she was found. Because, obviously, she is the part of the Jin family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And At- I think Mudok and um, No Chingu Girl... I feel like the body of Mudok and No Chingo Girl probably have some type of like I don't I wouldn't say it's a negative relationship. Mm. It's more of a like w- like working relationship or like maybe a positive one. Oh, because um, the way that um, No Chingo Girl kind of reacts to Mudok, it's not more like she's taking advantage of Mudok. It's more like they were friends. Mm. Yeah, even though she stole from her from her grandma and everything. So I don't know. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, they probably have some kind of partnership or some kind of deal. And, like, because Mudok swapped, you know, souls, she now is not upholding that. So maybe that's yeah. why No Chingu's out for well, her. Well, she also doesn't also, remember the original agreement. Yeah. yeah. And also, no, uh, no Chingu girl, remember, she was the one that wanted to return her blindfold to Mudok. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this thing. I'm, I'm on a mission to return. I was like, oh, I should probably return this to her. So, like, that means that they are, have a relatively positive relationship in that yeah. aspect. It'll Even though, like, she's a thief. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, their first interaction, like, when they meet again. Because, like, I feel kind of bad for No Chingugo because Mudok has no idea who she is. But that's mm-hmm. also probably a bad thing because then she can kind of tattletale and be like, why don't you know me? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. and also remember, uh, Jinmu's out there trying to kill everyone that's associated with, um, with No, no Chingugo no girl. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I think that they killed the broker. Right, mm. because like she's she's probably about, she's like oh there's one more person and then the Who broker knows, dies yeah. and it's like okay clearly it's probably that guy, yeah yeah good point. I know we talked about the Jin family mom and and how sad it is, but it's I just want her to be reunited with Buddha because yeah. that is yeah. her daughter and I think in an earlier episode we talked about like how you can't even fathom that like Changuk would be in love with his maid, but. She Budok literally went to the Jin family area and opened the door, and just because she's like a maid, no <laughs> one even like blinked. Yeah, twice. that's true. Did like, no one notice like the mole on her ear and stuff? Yeah, like, but like right. any other girl that Jin Jinmu brings, like oh, she must be my daughter. It's yeah. like no, your daughter was already there. You yeah, know, very interesting. It's kind of like she didn't sense it, I guess. Also, I there's one thing, one big thing we didn't talk about. I just realized we didn't talk about that kiss. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was going to talk about it after the duel, but yes, mm. let's talk about that kiss. I mean, I was, was more not like a, really was expecting a, it. Yeah, right. It was so random. I was like, oh, okay. And then I, at, after yeah. her reaction, was just like, oh, okay, sure. And then just move on with their lives. I was like, oh. I think it was sweet, though. Like, when it happened, I was, like, really happy about it. You know, sometimes the K-drama kisses, you're kind of, like, cringy. You're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. But this one, I was, like, really, well, really I don't know what you're watching, but I'm not for. cringing. <laughs> <laughs> My name. Just kidding. And uh, maybe, I don't know, man. <laughs> I will say this one, there was no buildup. Because, yeah. it was. I forget. It was, like, right after he lost, too. <laughs> it was after he lost. It was after the um, fairy comes back, and they're kind of chatting away. And then, oh, yeah. and then you know, he kind of finds out that Mudok likes him. Mudok finds her stone again. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. the crown prince, not cool for throwing that in the water. I know he goes back and looks for it, but really not cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I wasn't, I was just chilling. And, I, I mean, I knew it was going to happen because of the trailer, the pre- which I actually yeah. feel like maybe they shouldn't have put in the trailer. And maybe that would have been more surprising. But... <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of happened. It was a little yeah. lukewarm. I'm very happy that it did. I thought his line but, was yeah. really sweet. He was like, because yeah. um, she was like, go hug that pretty lady or whatever. And he was like, oh, you want me to hug the pretty lady? Like, are you sure? And then he kisses her. And I was like, ah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. <laughs> it. 
Last thing I wanted to talk about too was Crown Prince, and man, I'm these past two episodes, I'm really liking him a lot. I think he's just like every episode that continues, his like ranking of who yeah. I like continues to go up. Mm-hmm. He, he's like a weird character because I'm mm-hmm. supposed to not like him, like he did some shady shit with the whole tournament, but like then he'll double back and like protect her from those other yeah. uh, mages. mages. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Crown Prince protector yeah. she literally has the what is what that shit yeah i'm like dude that's and then he's actually a pretty smart character like he mm-hmm. he acts like a goofus but he's yes. actually really smart he's like putting thing one oh, two yeah. things together like you know beginning of the first one episode he's figuring out like wait why is jinmu like actually a little sketchy and stuff mm-hmm, like that even mm-hmm. though technically jinmu is his master like he doesn't like he's actually thinking about things even though he's re- technically loyal to jinmu yeah, which makes me worried because that makes mm-hmm. me think that he might get in the crossfire. Yeah. yeah, of course he will. I mean, it's his mom who's apparently not his mom. Like, oh, is his man. mom then dead? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Her soul know. could be somewhere else, you know. Yeah, but um, and we really brushed over that whole yeah. um, scene in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we did. But yeah, that was a very weird scene. If I was, was. Crown Prince, like, first mm-hmm. of all, why would Changuk make up such a blat like? That's a, a crazy a wild lie. Yeah. lie. yeah, that's a wild accusation. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly he just flips the story like, oh no, it's fine. Yeah, we're the good. Soul yeah, we're good. Story, yep, yeah. I lied. Uh, I'll take my punishment. I'll leave right now. It's like yeah. very fishy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really, if it wasn't for the Ice Stone coming into play, like Jinmu might have gotten kind of screwed. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That was a weird one. That should have definitely raised flags. And the yeah. best Especially thing with that the came queen out of too. it. When yeah. the queen starts talking yeah. like that, it's like, mm. Well, even the queen knew. She's like, I am for sure on uncle's radar now because this is a very sketchy situation but the best thing that happened out of all of it is uncle is uncle knows like he's on board finally yeah he's a little slow (laughs) but he got it took him so damn long yeah i think the biggest reveal in that scene was like the bad guys are finally coming into light and they're Mm -hmm. coming out from the shadows and now they're realizing that like okay these guys are like who are the the main bad characters are coming into play yeah Yeah. okay final two things we should talk about number one all right let's start with changgang Mm-hmm. So I think from the trailer last week mm-hmm. we said oh where's Changgang when is he coming maybe he won't come but it looks like from the trailer they mentioned Changgang and we see like a hooded figure like kind of yeah. walking yeah. in the village is that Changgang do you guys think and then I want to go right into Andy's predictions for Changgang I think it is Changgang because I feel like they wouldn't be I feel like the previews for Alchemy of Souls are pretty straightforward they are like it's you get a kiss the kiss is a kiss you know yeah, you got a yeah, Changgang yeah. the Changgang is a Changgang like there is <laughs> Like, there's not too many like you know they're not trying to play you you know yeah all right Mm -hmm. what's your big prediction so i think it could be jong obviously like you know it's part of the preview i think it's maybe it could be like a misdirection it's like obviously like they're portraying jong as this guy that went out uh doing his own like you know journey Mm -hmm. kind of thing and he's gonna look all scruffy so uh clearly they're trying to introduce (laughs) him as that uh i was just thinking last night before going to bed i was like man jong like and with all this reveal of um uh you know the Master Lee, you know, soul shifting. He's like, yeah, oh, he's a, he's soul, a shifter. soul shifter. Or if he's actually, like, if he's, or he could be lying too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll talk about that in a bit. But I was thinking, what if John Gong actually soul shifted and he's already one of the characters we've seen on screen? Because mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they do this big reveal and, like, one of the characters that we know of is actually John Gong. And one I was thinking, of the which... characters that is, are, like, someone who we. I see what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. he's always been there. We just yeah. didn't know it was Changgang. We just didn't know he was Changgang, yeah. You know who my vote would be for that person? Who? I think would be the Jin family dad. And yeah, maybe Changgang is bad. That's what, <laughs> what I was thinking too. Yeah, like I was he's like, on board the Jinmu's plan. 
what type of dad like pokes his own like you know daughter's like neck kind yeah, of thing yeah, right that's whack so it's it's like why would he do that unless it's someone else's soul in his body it doesn't have to be john gong's soul it could be someone else's soul Wow, that's a that's a. I was not right. expecting. That's that a one. really good prediction, Chang'an though, Andy. I like it. Jin Mu's. Oh wow, the Jin family yeah. dad. I huh. can see that. Because yeah. that guy could be anyone. <laughs> that guy just appeared. Yeah, I yeah. forget for which sure, episode. Sure. Or or his dad is like you know doing the boats what he thinks is best for her family. But also, Zhang Gong could also be a good guy. We don't know if he's a good or bad guy. Mm, yeah, that's true. I mean, when we when we saw episode one, it wasn't very clear whether he was good or bad. I mean, yes, he was head of his family, strongest mm-hmm. mage, but he just seals Ook's thing and then he dips. But we know that he's done some suspect things even when he was dealing with the uh, Jin family mom as well. Yeah. That's true. Damn, oh, that's I a like good it, one, Andy. Andy. This could be like your your villain behind the villain behind the villain, and the final it's villain is Changan, and he's in another body. Yeah, oh, ooh, that's that's why I like it. My other prediction too was um, he can also be in Master Lee's body too. Yeah, I really like that theory about Zhang Gang, but I feel like I don't know. It could also be Master Lee because Master Lee at the end of the episode we find out that he's a soul shifter, which like was totally unexpected. I, it caught me off guard. I thought man was just celibate and looking young, but like, I don't know. There could be some interesting things going on with him too. For Master Lee, um, one thing too, so he says he's a soul shifter, but also, you know, his technically his people is grandpa, the, the healer grandpa, mm-hmm. and healer grandpa recognized, you know, it was Master Lee. So like, so technically if Master Lee soul shifted into that current younger body, Grandpa wouldn't recognize him, right? Immediately. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't. That's true. So he could technically also be lying that he's a soul shifter to like trying to tell the council, like, oh, I'm a soul shifter. I can tell which soul shifters, you know, are like, who's a soul shifter. So he's just like freaking he's him bluffing, out. Basically, mm, he's like bluffing. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I think there's some other like just theories that I've heard out there that potentially Master Lee could be the soul of Zhang Gang. He also could be the soul of the founder of Songrim, which I don't know. I, I'm not too on board with any of them. But Brandon, are you? So, yeah, I was just trying to like think about what I think, I guess, because there's so many different <laughs> angles. It's getting so confusing. Yeah. But I, I do know that Master Lee is supposed to be the uh, maybe one and only pupil of uh, Master what what's the founder of Songrim's name? I'm blinking on. His I name. don't remember. I just call him founder of Songrim. Founder, founder of founder of Songrim, and so that's why they kind of they they brought him to Crown Prince. I guess I would be more on board with saying Master Lee was actually the founder of Songrim than Changga. Changga. Mm. I don't know why, but I feel like that's a little bit more believable. I I get. If Chang Gang was Master Li, what's his motive then? Just to stay close, and that's why Chang Gang is training uh, Chang Wook as yeah. Master Li. I mean, that would be that'd be good too. That would be interesting, but that would mean that Chang Gang had a really big change of heart because he was the one that closed off Ook's like power in the first place, right? So for him to be Chang Gang to then go back and train Ook would mean like I don't know he he went through a little bit of awakening. But I if guess. you remember what Master Lee says to Uncle, mm-hmm. he says, "I'm debating that question every day, and yeah. if it deems to be that it's very dangerous, then I will end it myself mm. with my own hands." That's true. That's and true. so he's like monitoring it. But oh, also, yeah. there was that one clip where Master Lee was gonna maybe kill uh, Budok, but he did stop out of nowhere. Yeah. So maybe he can sense who's a soul shifter. But I just kind of like that idea, just because. 
dude, everyone's a soul shifter. Yeah. The queen sitting yeah. up there, he clearly sees her aura. She's like, you're a soul shifter. You're a soul shifter. Yeah, you're yeah, a soul yeah. shifter. And like in the trailer, it looks like they bring the dog over. And so it's going to get drag. wild. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was literally during the episode. I was like, Brandon, who's taking care of this dog? The dog has been gone for like the last five episodes. Like, is he eating? Like, what is going on? But yeah, I'm excited for him to come back. Okay. So a lot of fun predictions. But I just want to throw one, one, one last one out. Oh, there. another one. Yeah. So there's been a lot of parallels between Jung Luke being similar to the founder of Songrim. And a lot of this is coming from Asu Lee. But I feel like Mudok and the original founder of the Jin family also have a lot of similarities, mainly the whole, you know, being blind, being super strong thing. And I guess Mudok being Buyan in this situation. So if we were talking love lines based off of this parallel, is anybody on board with a Mudok slash Uk coupling? And we're talking like Buyan kind of Mudok and a Naksu times Yule coupling. I was actually doing dishes today and I was thinking about this. <laughs> okay. I was trying to th- still figure out why in the next season there's no actress for, for Mudok. Mudok. Yeah. Next season could explore a Naksu Yur love line. Love line. Like aggressively. Yeah. Like I think there'll, be, there'll yeah. be a splitting of the souls. Yeah. And so we get Naksu back. And then. If Yuer does take Naksu back to where he's from, mm-hmm. that could be the second season focus. That could be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, just based on the backstory, it kind of makes sense. Like, Naksu and Yul, like, mm-hmm. they know each other and they're like, trying to push the storyline. And technically, Uk and Mudok do probably have story because they're, they're, they're both heads of the family. So that also kind of makes sense as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what That's I can't, true. I don't know. It gets weird because I can't have, wrap my head around. You have it. two people <laughs> in one body. You yeah, have Nabudok and Naksu. And so, who does Uk like? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know Budok. He doesn't know Jin Buyan. Well, he likes the soul, right? He yeah. doesn't because he never met Buyan before, right? And so, it has to be Naksu. So then we can't just mm-hmm. say it would be Jin Buyan and Uk and then Naksu and Yur. Yeah, it's tough. But I don't know. know. I could see. I don't know. I think about alchemy is like. I always feel like I can't wrap my head around something and then they'll play it in a way where I'm like, that's sweet and that makes sense. So I'm a little worried mm-hmm. about my emotions, but I want to throw that out there before we, we stop talking about me. <laughs> so final question for you guys. I just feel like there's been other dramas in Pocha history that we've dropped because it gets just like a little bit too confusing. Mm-hmm. And this one, I feel like we've been the most confused about. Yeah. But... I feel like it's still done in a way where it's fun yeah. and it's not an issue. Do you guys feel similar? I think so. I feel like I'm trying my best to make sense of it in my head where I can continue every single week and like make sense of the storyline. Plus, I think it's one of those shows that even if you are confused, it's still an enjoyable watch and you can still follow at least the basic plot line. You know, it's like girl, guy, guy trying to be mm-hmm. strong mage, girl, maid, helping him out. Like you can literally just shut off like the bouillon stuff and just be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. But like, and you can still enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, that's true. All right. Final thoughts, Andy? Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty interesting so far. I also was thinking about this la- uh, this past week. You know, we never really put like historical dramas at the top of our list. And yeah. it's kind of crazy how much we talk about this show uh, or how much we like it too, which is kind of, I was watching as, huh, it's a historical show. It's mm-hmm. kind of great, which is kind I of know. nice. Good change of pace. Um, one last thing too for Yul's backstory. I think he's about, something's about to happen for him because we know he's going to get sent mm-hmm. off to, we don't know why he's getting summoned. And this is the first time to indicate about like his father. And uh, we yeah. don't really know who his father is, but his father right. just 
and he's going to a fortress too so like his father's probably some type of general or something uh so it's gonna oh, be interesting to see right yeah definitely yeah we'll see i'm kind of i feel like yule's dad's gonna be kind of a scary character i i don't know why but i just feel mm-hmm. like he will be i think so too yeah yeah there's so. a reason why he's quiet and everything too right 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 i get that so i don't know Ex- excited i guess you're you're was supposed to only stay in sungrim until he mastered chisu and after mm, that, he's, he's supposed to it. go back. So. Yeah, huh? we'll see. Lot to explore. Yeah. What do we have? Six more episodes? Still mm, a lot left. Yeah, yeah. We got twenty episodes total, so a lot more to talk about. All right. Well, I think that wraps up Alchemy of Souls. Let's get into the new drama that we picked up today's webtoon. Andy, take it away. Cheers. So today's webtoon. Um, this is a new show um, on Vicky. Um, it is a modern day show, not a historical show. Um, so I will read a quick synopsis of this show. Um, An Ma-un uh, used to be a judo athlete, but she ended up getting an injury. She then gets her first job in a webtoon ed- editorial department within a large corporation. She doesn't have a strong technical background except for a passion for webtoons. The other new hire has a very strong technical background but doesn't have the passion. The show revolves around her time adjusting to her new job with the looming problem that the webtoon department must boost its numbers within one year or the entire department will be dissolved. So there's, I'll just talk a quick um, recap of the main characters of the show. So we have um, the main character, which is a judo athlete. And this is played by Kim Se-jung, which is the main lead of Business Proposal. And I'm not, I don't know who else, what other show she's been in beforehand. Uh, but Uncanny Counter. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. wait, she is she K-pop girl? She is K-pop, K-pop noodle, noodle oh, oh, which okay, is okay. the posted playlist review. So if you guys want to catch a review on that, it's a couple episodes down from here. Oh, that's right. But we did like business proposal, so we I'm excited did. to see her in this role. Uh, the second one is Daniel Choi. Um, so I actually looked at the list of K-dramas, and I don't really recognize uh, any of the K-dramas that he's in. Yeah. So And also the movies, too. But I recognize his face. He's That's pretty sure. popular. Yeah, I, it's weird because I feel like I've, like you said, I feel like I've seen mm-hmm. him before. But looking through his drama list, I was like, I know of those dramas. I just personally haven't watched all of them, you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's a very interesting character as well. So we're gonna call this guy like the main PD uh, yeah, because PD he's essentially lead? the yeah PD lead. He's the, the main one, and uh, we can talk about this later. But he is a potential love interest for uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Now nah, uh, he's main. He's main love interest. <laughs> Is he on the poster? poster we'll check? see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, then we have Nam uh, Yunsu, and he is the smart. Te- uh, he's the other new hire, and he's like the smart technical one. And he's the the main car- character from Extracurricular, which mm-hmm. is I'm excited to see. <laughs> Andy's favorite show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then now, we, and then we have the members of the webtoon team, which consists of like five, uh, you know, five other act, um, actors, uh, which we'll get into later. And then we have the webtoon writers. So these are the main characters that encompasses encompasses this show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So basically, um, what are you guys' thoughts so far on the show? Like <laughs> how this is progressing? Yeah, I can jump in. So like. I have recently started reading a lot of webtoons. So like this show was actually really fun because like I think I've started maybe seven webtoons in the past two months and it's like really, what? really fun. Yeah, I've been reading so many webtoons. Wait, so what's the difference between webtoon and like manga or like webtoon and like, you know, like because apparently so in the show there's a like this 
this old guy, and he's mm-hmm. been in the the writing this business for thirty years, but he gets this like newbie award. Yeah, um, yeah. What's the the deal with that? So I think like back in the day, mangas were all like in a book, right? So it was all like you draw it out, and it's like all like hand drawn. Like if you think about like I don't know, like an old Naruto manga, like it's all hand drawn, right? But webtoons mm-hmm. is all done like very electronically. So even in the show, you kind of see like the um, older guy. He's like the dragon whatever tail person. He like hand draws all of them, and then he has editors who then like turns them into like kind of like more webby looking um and like it's really fun because they do come out like basically on a very set schedule so it's similar to a manga in that sense but like i feel like maybe we were also born in a generation where a lot of mangas were then translated into like scanned yeah. digital copies and that's how i used to read a lot of them um but webtoons it's like all just very digital and like i read it on an app it's called manta um and i know there's like mm. a couple different webtoon apps which kind of goes into this story where it's like you have these companies these webtoon companies and they have specific artists catering to them and so like for example if I wanted to read a different webtoon I would have to download a different app to like read a specific one that's on their platform so anyhow it's been really fun and like I feel like watching this show gives me a lot more appreciation for the people who are drawing these webtoons because like I'm the kind of person that's like oh I have to wait the whole week for the next chapter to come out like I want to know what happens you know but like after watching this I'm like they deserve a break like they work hard you know um so anyhow like i think i love the k-drama elements like very straightforward storyline um the main character kim sejun her character is just so fun to watch like she's like a hilarious person there's a scene that brandon and i have been laughing about all week it's like when she first meets like her favorite like webtoon artist like she just lets out this like really deep scream and i'm like oh my gosh like she's just hilarious wasn't it masterly Oh yeah, yeah it was masterly. Yeah. But also, um, we do see in that scene too. Like, um, there's a bunch of girls like going after the younger guy, and mm-hmm. then because he looks like a slob, no one's like, ah, I don't want to take a I photo know. of this guy. Yeah. yeah, so sad. But anyhow, I think the K drama is really fun, and like for any listeners who haven't watched it, please go check it out. Um, and I think we'll be talking about it with all the spoilers, obviously, on this podcast. So I hope you guys watch and listen into our reviews as well. I, mm-hmm. I like this drama because it gives me startup vibes. Obviously very mm. different, but in terms of like you have this inexperienced person coming in and trying to help this company succeed. I just mm. really like that vibe. It just makes me motivated to like try and work harder in my own at, job. At, at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like I want to start my own company. Well, I guess we have Pocha. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, guess. it makes me excited. I, I love how they have two people. You have the guy, the, the male character who seems like he came from a really rich family just from that one scene that we mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. when he's getting ready yeah when he's getting ready i was like is that his girlfriend is that his you know cousin his sister yeah. her, his mo- like it could be his mom i thought yeah. it was his mom uh, I, I have no but idea I thought, I thought it was his girlfriend or something you know because like so they're making coffee and there's the scene where like he pours his own cup and walks away and she's just standing there with her empty cup she's like did you just not pour me my cup of coffee kind of a thing <laughs> i think that goes directly to his character though like he doesn't yeah. know yeah. I don't know like he just has very like, low EQ and yeah. it's it's hard for him to get adjusted to that to that goofy team when they have that outing he doesn't drink he doesn't know how to yeah. do these uh, navigate these situations and so it's tough for him but then you have her on the other hand who doesn't have the business background but she's crushing it in her role and she yeah. just puts herself out there and, and I just think that's really fun to see. Yeah, and I think uh, he does have a very strong technical background, so we'll probably see his pro- like right now. We're only seeing his weakness this mm-hmm. past like two yeah. episodes, and he's like he's just doing like you know more like bitch work, I guess. Yeah. And but we don't see his like technical expertise. So right? two things there, I think 
Number one, I do want to know, like, what's the what's the backstory? Why did he get... It seems like he was sort of, like, banished to this team. And mm. he's, like, trying to get out of it. But he was sent to a team, and he knows that this team is on a one-year timeline. Yeah. And so I want to know why it's awkward for him. You see, like, those other male coworkers at the other departments kind mm-hmm. of, like, poking fun at him. Yeah. Like, how? what are you going to do there? Like, you, you might get fired and stuff. So I want to know that. And then you mentioned the bitch work, Andy. So... I, I think I understand what a PD is supposed to do when it comes to like a TV show, like Hometown Cha Cha Cha, for example, like mm-hmm. that PD makes sense or um, Our Beloved, for example. But in the context of a Webtoon person, a PD is just someone who has to make sure that the artist is doing the work every week. Yeah. And so it's kind yeah. of like a manager. I think yeah. so, yeah. Right? Is that I, right? I think essentially. Well, it's like, I think they also show that like these artists are also kind of big personalities so like you have the pd or no sorry you have the artist who's master lee who's like writing this one webtoon and the pd says like oh yeah you know every time he gets dumped by an influencer like we have to really rally him to get his work on time Mm -hmm. so like i think it's you're basically just managing these artists because they have so much stuff going on it's interesting though because they also have their own managers i'm assuming right and so what's the difference between a manager so essentially i would compare the pd not to a tv show but more pd to like a k-pop group like, for mm. example, like a K-pop mm. artist, they, you know, they go on tours and stuff like that. They oh, have to produce yeah, yeah. these contents and they their managers are essentially PDs for them. But so like these artists, these uh, manga writers are like, you know, the K-pop stores where like right. they, these are the, their managers, essentially. If they can't do something, then they're just going to call it their their PD, their manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, I guess not everyone is going to treat their PD um bad but we do have that one female bum 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 yeah yeah i mean asking your pd to unclog your toilet because you flush like yeah. cat po- that's ridiculous right <laughs> i don't think it's that bad actually as they what? make it sound i think like she's got a problem she clearly doesn't have that many friends so yeah. who does she like like obviously you would call the maintenance guy right but like Maybe she just doesn't want to talk to the maintenance guy. So you got to call someone that you kind of trust, yeah. which is basically your manager kind of a thing. Well, I think they're going to be a love line because I, I think Bob and New, yeah, yeah. I were calling him New Hire or something. Like, I think yeah. they're so cute. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like. I know we talked about love lines a little bit earlier, but I'm rooting for Bomb and New Hire because I yeah, think he's eventually yeah. going to like warm up to her and she's going to have some sad backstory, yeah. you know, where he's going to be like, I'll help unplug your toilet. Um, and then the other love line we kind of touched on is the lead PD and our main girl. I kind of want to call her Mandu because he keep talking about her Mandu ears. But yeah, yeah. are you guys okay? That? okay uh, so, yeah, I'm done with Mandu. Okay, so <laughs> Mandu X lead PD, like they just seem very supportive of each other and mm-hmm. they kind of like compliment each other. So like if we are talking about love lines, I'm definitely rooting for them as well. I'm with yeah, the love same. lines too, but I yeah. disagree what you said about how a sad backstory of on Poem's part will like soften new hire. I just oh, really? feel like that stuff think... doesn't phase him. Oh. And I think we'll find out why. I think it'll I think it'll go through because he's like a little bit low EQ. I don't know. <laughs> he can be kind of cute. But it looks okay. like we did get that one skinship scene where uh, Mandu was reaching in to grab the cutouts and then mm-hmm. they kind of, it looked like they were going to kiss, but obviously yeah, they right. didn't. 
So they're obviously going to have something. We don't know what it could be, though. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I thought he wouldn't get a love line. Because when they introduced that girl that was uh, the coffee girl, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's his girlfriend. Okay, maybe he's just not dating. But Mm. I guess after introduction of Pom, also, I think Pom's really pretty. Right. I think she's cute too. Yeah, yeah. she has a, She reminds me of like a cute Pomeranian. Like she's very mm-hmm. cute, you know. <laughs> so their relationship yeah. just reminds me of in our beloved summer, uh, the other Ook, PD Ook, and then that one singer girl. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I forgot her name too. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. like I get those vibes, so I do think they'll definitely be the couple. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. interesting that they set up the line so definitively. From the first two episodes, well, we'll for me see. at least, they they were pretty. Which I kind of like. I kind of want clear direction. I don't <laughs> want you know some other people interfering with this stuff. Uh, yeah, but in the first two episodes, most of this first two episodes was on the backstory of I won't call him Dragon Rider because he's the he wrote about sure, dragon. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so like it's like you know just talking about how to solve his case. Like that was a major problem, mm-hmm. and in the overall arching of this story, the problem is like this. They need to perform. Their business numbers need to go up. And how are they going to get these numbers to get up? Yeah. Like, right? Uh, as as is for any business. Um, and so I see that, like, every episode might go in the backstory of, like, helping out the artists. Because mm-hmm. we clearly see, based on the... There's, like, you know, six different Webtoon artists. Yeah. And, like, one of them is, like, the... Um, the very cocky young guy. And so, like, I feel like every other episode might go on, like, a problem's going to arise for them. And they're going to have to solve some type of problem. Yeah, I think that's true, especially because I think one of the last things we find out in the second episode is, but are we calling him New Hire? Yeah, let's call him New Hire. New Hire and Mandu, they're both going to be assigned their own PDs. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like Mm -hmm. the next two episodes will be managing that but is it Mm -hmm. is it kind of obvious to at least to me i think he'll get poem right new hire oh yeah yeah for sure and i think our mandu is probably gonna get master lee are we gonna call master lee (laughs) (laughs) for sure we gotta call him master lee Lee, because he's a master yeah yeah he's so goofy in this one too he He always plays a goofy character i love but also like is that his girlfriend the, the influencer i guess i think you can call her a girlfriend you know mm. sugar They're baby so, like, girlfriend right? vibe <laughs> yeah yeah um let's talk about the rest of the, the the webtoon team i guess there's like five other members there's the girl mm-hmm. there's the dad and then we have the the like the, the i don't know what to call the other guy um the guy with the, the striped shirt <laughs> yeah he's That's always wearing like pink i guess he's yeah, always wearing yeah. pink and then we have the chief yeah i so i'm like really stressed out for the chief because he's the one with the business that's like on the line and you know that he came from something called ginger tunes which is his own webtoon company they essentially like failed and then i guess this new they got bought out yeah this big company called neon bought them out and then put him in um charge of this department but he has a lot riding on his shoulders and it seems like there's some foul play going on at neon so neon is the main company there's a ceo who seems to be pretty helpful to the chief but there's this like guy that works for like a different department who like mm-hmm. he's kind of like messing with chief and like it almost seems like chief he's dick. messing with he is a dick but yeah. like i don't think he's messing with him i don't know i feel like there's some foul play there you know mm-hmm. and like because there were some conversations about like oh why is new hire part of this team and i feel like maybe the idea is like we'll put our best new hire into this team and then make him take it over or something and like I feel like I so like we know new hire he's very smart and yeah. I think he's been working there what for three months now something and like then, that uh, and he's like I think he's got really good performance mm-hmm, reviews mm-hmm. and stuff and so they're like okay let's just put our best new hire onto the like we can't afford an experienced person but let's mm. just like this guy has good numbers so he probably would help out a little bit hopefully yeah, with, this, yeah. with this branch right 
Yeah. I when it comes to that guy who I do think will be one of the bigger villains in this drama. I don't know if there's fair, uh, foul play in today today in that show, but I do think there might be some foul play that happened when it comes to uh, Ginger Ginger Tune. Like maybe mm-hmm. the reason oh. they went out of business is because of some foul play. Oh, interesting. Mm. Because I mean, if you run out, if, if the business fails and then immediately gets bought by Neon, yeah. I would assume Neon had a hand in bringing them down, and mm. then they bought them maybe. out. So that could be interesting. But it's um, a big trauma for a business owner. I mean, your prior business oh, in yeah. webtoons failed, and now you have another one, and but, it's not going hot either. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah. well, am I the problem? Yeah, you know. So I'm yeah, sure yeah. he's very stressed out. I feel really bad for him because, like, we do see him in the very first episode, like, three months prior and then three months after. Like, yeah. he sounded like this very happy, like, you know, like, a good mentor type mm-hmm, of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very knowledgeable. And then we see in this, like, this episode two, like, he's, he was starting to, like, fall apart a little bit. He's like, yeah. you know, he's Stressing. so stressed out. And, like, he almost punched he, like, the guy. Just, yeah, and he couldn't really <laughs> think straight. So I was like, I thought he was supposed to be, like, a very level-headed, headed like, mentor. Mm-hmm. But, like, we do see him, like... He, yeah. He's falling, he, like he's spiraling yeah. a little bit. I feel like, yeah. so I'm scared for that. But, but it's I, good. I think PD, the lead PD, Daniel Choi guy. He like he's really good though, because yeah. I feel like he is kind of the level-headed one. In this relationship, like even when um the chief was kind of spiraling, he's like drinking. Like lead PD goes and he's like, "I rooted for you because you're a Monsters fan. Remember, like Monsters, like whatever, whatever." And I was like, <laughs> you know, he like brings him back to and then like gets yeah. him like going again. So I feel like he they're also, a good duo. He also got scouted. Uh, by another company and he just he didn't even take it yeah. he's like I'm, I'm i'm loyal loyal Udi. Udi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anyhow i think today's the tune i think it's gonna be a really inspiring k-drama like every single moment like when you know uh, mandu's solving problems i'm like rooting for her like i think it's gonna be really really fun um i actually do love seeing um the new hire guy in kind of a non-scary role because in extracurricular he you know, made me shiver a little bit, but well, like he was a bully in extracurricular. Yeah. But honestly, he's not that much better in this one. I guess he's mm-hmm. also like not super emotional. But um, I I don't know. I really like it. I hope that everyone also picks this up. And yeah, I think it'll be really fun to review. I do think the first hurdle, the first big problem that we'll have to get over is how she's going to tell her dad that she's not doing judo. Oh anymore. my god, yeah, because mm-hmm. the dad, dad still doesn't know, and so I think that'll be like the first mini obstacle that they have to over- yeah, overcome true. no for sure okay so we'll watch two more episodes and then we'll decide if we're gonna officially keep it but i i like it i, I like these types of dramas it's very easy to watch and it just it's done pretty well too right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Very straightforward. I, I like the webtoons ones it's always like the little graphics and stuff yeah. it's kind of like business proposal as well yeah, a little bit, so a little bit. overall very good Okay, that wraps up today's webtoon. Next week, we'll continue watching Alchemy of Souls, episodes 15 and 16, and today's webtoon 3 and 4. Nothing to rank today, so socials? Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and TikTok at Pocha Playlist. Check out our Ko-Fi and Patreon uh, with our new Patreon episode out, and then uh, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, sign us out. This is the Pocha Playlist, and we're out. Bye.